0: First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis down the middle. He's got it. Elijah Moore, the twenty, the ten, the five, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent route. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know it's <laughs> the Q-nator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you.
1: From the PlayLikeAJet.com digital studio This is Play like a Jet. my name is Scott Mason You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1 And it is time for the weekend mailbag The last one before the NFL draft My goodness, Chris, we're getting closer and closer to this thing finally being here And of course, the Chris I speak of is the owner, the operator, the lead reporter The whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbly Chris, as I said, only a few days away from the draft I know you're ready to put this in the books, aren't you?
3: Oh, so ready. So, so ready. I've all, I, and this, I love the draft. I always love the draft. The the two weeks leading up to the draft is always the worst part because you're just sick of everything. And this year, I haven't done nearly as much, you know, draft prep as I used to do. Uh, But so it's not even that part of it where I'm just like, okay, I'm sick of watching the film and looking at the people. I'm just, Man, just listening to the conversations around it and the debating and how many people seem like just intent to try to prove that they know exactly how things are going to happen, even though we all know that nobody does. (laughs) That's the most maddening thing is trying to watch people act like they know stuff with certainty when it's something that we all know you can't know with certainty. But but every year, people are going to try to do it.
1: Just a reminder, by the way, we're going to be doing some live streaming during the draft. And also, of course, as always, we will have a wrap-up podcast available for you. And it'll be Chris and I, as it is every year. Breaking everything down We've been doing this every year pretty much Since we started the podcast So it's fun to continue the tradition We'll break everything down I'm looking forward to, as Chris said, this whole thing Being over already because there's so much talk Because there's nothing going on And people are desperate for stuff to sink their teeth into And so with that said, Chris Let's talk about Debo Samuel It doesn't appear that there's a whole lot new right now There's been conflicting reports Debo Samuel came out on Instagram And laughed at Adam Schefter Saying that Debo Samuel's desire to leave California And be closer to home Was a motivating factor for him However, Jeff Darlington from ESPN Who is the one who broke the story And spoke to Debo Samuel directly Also echoed that sentiment So I'm a little bit confused As to why Debo would be saying that If he spoke to Jeff Darlington directly Darlington's not just going to come up with that on his own So I don't know exactly what the deal is there. But regardless, Debo Samuel appears to one out of San Francisco. And according to Darlington, who, again, is the one who spoke to Debo directly, it appears to be more than money. And when it's more than money, a lot of times it's a lot harder to rectify because if it's just money, you can sit down at the table, give a guy a huge check, and that's the end of it. But it doesn't appear that that's the case with Debo Samuel now. That doesn't mean the 49ers are going to grant his request because they know how important he is. (coughs) They were one quarter away from going to the Super Bowl. They've got Trey Lance, who is stepping in as a first-year starter, really, because he only played one game last year. They know they need Debo Samuel for that offense, so they're going to do everything they can to make this work. That said, Darlington did predict that the 49ers would move Debo Samuel before the draft. I'm not convinced that that's going to happen who knows? I think really what this boils down to, Chris, is this is at the worth keeping an eye on stage at the moment. I don't know that I would be banking on him getting traded just yet. I'm sure the 49ers are going to do everything in their power to try and fix this. Whether or not that can be done is a different story. So that's where we sit right now. Chris, have you heard anything different?
3: Okay, so let me let me see how to phrase this. Uh, I have heard some slightly different, but uh, I'm Darlington certainly has information that I do not have. Uh, This doesn't necessarily mean that he has correct information. Um, He is certainly, especially when we're talking league-wide, he's going to have more correct information than me. I'm not not trying to dispute that uh, here right now. What I'm saying here is that a lot of times, even when you hear the, it's not just about money, it's still just about money. Uh, and, and we keep seeing this, uh, played out over years. And sometimes it, it comes out and it's, like, Oh, no, that person is just, just less, uh, th- last year, Aaron Rodgers. He was done with green Bay. He was out of green Bay. It wasn't about the money. It had nothing to do with the money. He was over green Bay. He was done with them. They disrespected them. He was out. He was done. Not only, did he end up signing a huge, giant contract to stay with Green Bay? But he did it in a way that they knew that they weren't going to be able to keep Devontae Adams there. Now, Devontae wanted to go anyways, so it's not like it was either signed this contract. or. But he, he did all that to just stay in Green Bay and take the biggest check. So And that's just one example, um, I but I could go through and list off others, especially not just football related. This is the playbook. This is what you do in in negotiating and you try to use your leverage any way possible. It's why Kyler Murray, it was sitting here, you know, people were talking about, does he want to go back to baseball? He's not going back to baseball. Like that's not happening here, but just the thought or threat of him doing that, that gives him a little bit of leverage in negotiations so even if San Francisco saying, we know Debo is full of it here and he likes this, just the threat of that gives him a little bit more leverage to work with and San Francisco sits there, well, all right, what if we're wrong here? Um, okay, well, how, well, how do we do this here? And again, I could be off base here. He could completely want out. We've heard, you know, there's some differing reasons why. Um, when, when I heard right away about it, I was told that, you know, he wants the new contract. He's saying he wants out of San Francisco, but if they pay him the contract he wants, he'll stay. Um, And this is just, you know, he's saying, Hey, look around what everyone else is doing. Receiver. It's my turn. Pay me now, especially because the way they use him injury concerns, he wants, he wants to be paid. Now he wants to move up the timeline, just like we've talked about with running backs in the past who want to move up the timeline because of injury concerns. He wants to do that. That's what I heard. That's, uh, I have not heard anything uh, myself uh, that's budging me off that. But again, I'm I'm more than willing to concede that darling has Darlington has uh, more accurate and better information than me on that. All I will say is there's a very good chance that like Debo and his team and uh, that that they are specifically getting this narrative out there, but they don't actually buy it. Uh, it, you just have to be careful by just just going with this report and just being that this is absolutely the case because that's, somebody wants you to think that.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? That's ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. BDW. Void we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a
1: jet. Chris, we're going to come back to Debo Samuel because obviously we got a lot of questions about him in the mailbag. But first, I wanted to address what Joe Douglas said at his presser. He did say when asked about Debo Samuel That the Jets would be ready to get aggressive If a player becomes available That it makes sense for them to pursue at the right price This is not exactly news breaking We all know that Joe Douglas would be interested in Debo Samuel We all know that he's called the 49ers He doesn't have to confirm or deny or talk about anybody specifically Because he of course wasn't able to mention Debo Samuel by name Because Debo Samuel is under contract to the 49ers and that would be tampering. Also, we found out that Mikai Becton is not going to be at the voluntary workouts, which some people got upset about and I don't really understand why. He's continuing to work with his team where he lives in Texas. And his wife or girlfriend, I'm not entirely sure if they're married, but either way, she's very, very pregnant, about to pop at any second, and he wants to make sure he's there when his baby is born. These are voluntary workouts. Anybody who's getting very upset about this is directing their energy improperly. There is absolutely no reason to be upset about this. If Becton shows up to training camp out of shape or if he looks bad during practices, that's fine. But until then... You know what the situation is. You know why he's not going to be there. And for anybody to be angry about this, it's just people looking for reasons to get angry about something.
3: Yeah, this is a classic uh, cross that bridge when you get to it situation. Uh, n- this means nothing. If down the road it turns up a training camp, he's not in shape whatever, then you then you worry about it then. But why are you spinning out over it now? Um, Because this is meaningless. I have never once... <laughs> Ever in my life have I criticized a player for missing offseason voluntary workouts? I, I have not even uh, criticized it when they missed, you know, a couple days of mandatory workouts. Uh, that's not going to happen. Um, I, I, other people have uh, shied away from uh, issuing those criticisms and are now sending them out. Um, it's absurd it, that like he, he's in Texas that close to going, uh, to pop in, let, let him live, man. Let him, let him focus on training, rehabbing. Um, now, do the jets like this? Of course they would rather him here. Um, is, is there, uh, you know, are some people more understanding of others? Yeah, of course, because that's, that's how it works. And there's always going to be in professional sports. You're always going to have people with the take of, uh, everything comes second to you know team and sport including your own family and your own children which is like the most deranged thing you can possibly imagine like imagine there's people out there a good amount of people who legitimately have that tape that think that your duty to your football team is more important than to your wife significant other and child to child um so, yeah, that, that's nothing to worry about now. Uh, we'll, we'll address uh, any future problems down the road. But, you know, th- this is just nonsense. I, I, like, just a decision to just keep making Becton, like, a target of fans scoring and keep working him up. And it ha- happens every time. Fans are gross with the way they go about this with him. Um, but, yeah, as, as far as Debo... Um, and everything there. It's like, this is why... I hate these uh, these pressers with the GM so much. The question didn't need to be asked, but of course it had to be asked. Like we all knew the answer. And also there's only so much he can say. He, mm-hmm. He's like not under NFL rules. He's not allowed to say too much. He's obviously not going to give away the whole game plan. And we also, before that question was asked, every single person knows that the Jets have already made a call to look into it. But at the same time, if nobody asks those that question, every reporter there is getting chewed out by their editor afterwards for not asking it. So it's one of those things that you nobody needs to ask it, but you also have to ask it. And then we know exactly what the answer is going to be. And it's just a giant waste of time. And then people actually end up getting worked up about what the quote is. And it's just a generic quote just designed to be nothing, but somehow people get worked up over it. Um, But yeah, this is simple, man. Uh, Again, as always, if anytime a player of Debo's uh, stature and talent is available, every team in the league is going to call. Now, there's we were talking about this before. There's, you know, obviously there's a bunch of teams. Every team would want Debo. There's only a few teams that roster construction-wise, draft picks-wise, salary cap-wise could fit a trade for Debo Samuel at this point in the season. It's much more limited. And then especially to be able to meet what San Francisco would demand if they were to open this up for a trade. There's very few teams there and you know, obviously uh like the Raiders are out now. Uh The dolphins are out now that they traded for Ty- Tyree kill. So like there's less teams than there were. Um So if he does become actually available, then yes, Joe Douglas is going to make the hard sell the hard push here. Uh There's, you know, there does seem to be a lot of fans or a lot of people talking about throwing in the number 10 overall pick and, listen the jets didn't do that for tyree kill um you know it's they didn't sit there and say oh wait miami's gonna come in and get Tyreek from us now all right let's offer our first and said they didn't do that so they didn't do that for Tyreek Hill. they're not doing that for debo samuel um and yeah that, it, it's really that simple and then of course also we're gonna have to we'll talk more about this i know questions about this but the uh the exact, uh, you know, demands for lack of a better word of Debo and what it is he wants out. If it's because he doesn't want to be used that way, that's obviously going to bring down what the Jets would be willing to offer for him and pay him as well as it should. And there, there are no, not a lot of people on this earth that are bigger fans of Debo Samuel, the football player, than me. I've been since uh, in college. But if you tell me that you can't use him that same way, I, I'm, I'm a lot more hesitant to go after him.
1: Chris, along those lines, let's start off in the mailbag with a question from our old friend Gus Toon, who asks... What would you be willing to give up for Debo Samuel if you were Joe Douglas? Remember, Douglas only offered the two twos in the deal for Hill. Why would that change when talking about Samuel? I don't think it would. Chris just articulated it well. I don't think the Jets are going to trade that 10th pick. If they weren't willing to do it for Hill, they're not going to do it for anybody. Certainly not a wide receiver. I do think that people are underrating how valuable those two second round picks are. They're basically the equivalent of two future first round picks, if you think about it. Top of the round, second rounder, that equates to a next year's first. And also, they're borderline first round picks because the first round ends at 32. They've got 35 and 38. So those are very valuable picks if you look at the trade value chart I think the most the Jets would be willing to offer is something right around what they offer for Tyreek Hill. Maybe less. I'm not sure. There are some people that are suggesting that it would be less. But I think the people that are saying it would be 10 and 35 and some other pick, I don't think that's going to happen. And also, there are a lot of people that say, you got to do it because the Jets are going to be competing against like 25 teams. As Chris just said, I think it's only going to come down to a handful of teams if the 49ers even make him available Maybe the Ravens get in there, but remember, they've got to pay Lamar Jackson. They just paid Marcus Williams. They've got some expensive players on the roster. I'm sure they can figure out a way to do it. But what you have to remember is when you're paying a guy enormous money, especially when it's not a quarterback and when it's a receiver who's going to get like $25 million, that's maybe 15% of your salary cap. That drastically reduces the amount of value that the team trading him is going to be able to get because in addition to giving up that pick and the opportunity cost to have a player drafted that high on a cheap rookie deal for five years, you also have to absorb that enormous amount of money on your salary cap for X amount of seasons. So that's why you would look at Tyreek Hill and go, really? A late first, a second, and a couple of other mid-round picks? And you look at Devontae Adams and say, all the Packers were able to get was a late first rounder and a late second rounder? That's the reason why. So I don't think the Jets would be willing to put the 10th pick in the deal. I certainly don't think it would be the 10th pick plus. I think you'd be looking at, at most, something along the lines of what the Jets were willing to offer for Tyree Hill. And to be honest... If Debo Samuels made available, I think that would be, if not the best offer, right in line with the best offer.
3: Yeah. Look, if if they uh, if every team was granted, like, uh, you know, I, during when Corona hit, they sent out those simul- stimulus checks. If the NFL, like, sent out, like, a $50 million stimulus check to every team before the start of this offseason and just be like, here's $50 million in extra salary cap. Guess what? That uh, Tyree kill uh, trade—that's going to cost the Dolphins a lot more to give that up. Um, but because there's only so many teams that that are can even be in a position to fit him in salary cap wise, let alone have the draft picks, that that makes it you know the value less than what it otherwise would be. Devonte Adams is, is a different story because he. He really was only gonna. Uh, well, he wanted to go play with Derek Carr. So, uh, he was really only interested in signing a long-term, long-term contract there. If he lets other teams know that he's not interested in signing a long-term contract with them, then they're not going to offer up the type of bounty that uh, the Packers would require to trade him. So they, you know, they meet in the middle and they get what they can from the Raiders. Um, that that's how that works. but again the, those two are, are now out of the pool here. Uh, they, they, they can no longer go after it. so uh, the jets aren't the only ones left, but they, they're you know less likely uh, to have competition now. And if you look at the way they have stockpile draft picks and they would be the favorites or the ones with like in the driver's seat to control, not just with Debo, if anybody becomes available and, you know, if you ever done an auction draft uh, for fantasy and you, you've ever done the strategy where you, you, you wait and you wait and you wait and everybody else has, you know, spent a good chunk of their money. Now anybody pops up, you can be the highest bidder if you want to uh, That the jets have put themselves in that position. Um, I'm not sure if they feel that Debo is the type of player to go after like that. I, I, I should rephrase that. I mean, if if there's no uh, restrictions on, you know, the, what Debo is coming with, if if Debo comes and he's willing to be the same exact player he has been in San Francisco, then they're, they're, they're 100% going to be on board and try to go after him. We'll see if Joe Douglas would go, you know, a little bit above... Uh, what needs to be but he would absolutely do that the, the question to me is is there anything here to the you know the rumors that he wants to be used differently which is what is you can totally understand respect and appreciate that viewpoint from him but at the same time and again you guys know me i'm as pro player as it gets but at the same time I completely understand respect and appreciate the position that teams would look at that and say, okay, I mean, cool, but then we're not paying you like that and we're not giving up picks for you like that. Um, but so just ignoring that possibility for right now, and just assume that it would just be, you're getting that Debo Samuel that we've seen. I would, I would expect that it would be very similar to the trade uh, package that dolphins got for Miami it, give or take, you know, it it'll depend on how much competition um, there is for. It. Maybe it's a little bit less. Maybe it's a little bit more. Maybe you could come up with a with a package that includes the tenth overall pick, but then you know, it maybe you get like uh, San Francisco's first back or something. I don't even know where they're picking. San Francisco um, doesn't have a first, okay, so that's right. not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, that's out. Okay, so yeah, no, you can't even do that. But maybe. You know, if the, they're more or less, I would think the Tyree Kill trade is what you're going to get. Maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. Maybe you know, it's uh, one of the seconds and two, three. Who knows exactly how it would be? But it would be very similar, I would think. Um, and then, yeah, if it's if he if he wants those restrictions on him, then man, that's going to be interesting. I can't see any team be, being willing to pony up a, a lot for that.
1: That's going to wrap up part one of the mailbag. We'll have part two for you tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from down under, Luke Grant, has got some great videos up there. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's t-e-e-public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, the Zack the Ripper shirt, the Zach Says Go long shirt, mugs, hoodies, caps. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's t-e-e-public.com. And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play like a Jet digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.
3: With the Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky
1: just about anywhere.